All right. Another week. Um, more beautiful weather here. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm going to stop talking about the weather so much. That's something you'll notice about, um, Canadians is like, once it starts getting nicer all throughout the winter. I mean, if you're listening to this show throughout the winter, I was constantly complaining. Sometimes I'd wake up with like my house covered in ice. It's beautiful now. That's all that needs to be said. Beautiful weekend. Also, too, I'm having some uh, soda pop here. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Hashgraph enthusiast moms of all kinds. God bless you all. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like, you know, we like in the business world, we're always like, Oh, you know, it's, we're into quarter two now, you know, and, and we're, you know, we've got all these different things that are supposed to be happening and supposed to be coming along. I mean, I just today I saw people talking about Ledger and Citadel wallet, um, on Twitter, you know, and it, and it's kind of, you know, it's stuff, stuff doesn't make it through the cracks sometimes. I mean, we have Ledger that. I think was supposed to have support for different transaction types on Hedera, like in March, Matt, whatever. Um, I mean, with that, and then also just kind of like, you know, spent some time with family and stuff and everything like that. It's like, things just kind of have a momentum to them, you know? And I'm feeling that a little bit with um, Hedera recently. I mean, we've talked about the, you know, Hedera bubble and a lot of the different issues that need to be overcome. I always look at, you know, problems like opportunities. Um, and I think that, you know, ever since we had the step function and ever since um, the community kind of understood where Hedera sits in kind of the broader picture, um, you know, it's turns out it's not the case that, you know, we have a quote step function in TPS and everyone turns their heads at Hedera, you know. But at the same time, I mean, we've talked about all that stuff at length. You can go back and listen to those episodes. But I think that momentum, you know what I mean? It's like there's definitely been a lot of fumbles this year. There's definitely been um, all sorts of different mismatches with dynamics and promises sometimes not kept. But the thing is, is that like if you look at a couple of these things and you were to say to yourself, if this were to happen, you know, a year or two years ago on Hedera, like, what would that look like? And it looks a lot worse, you know? Now we've got, it feels like we kind of have a momentum. It's like when we have something that, that kind of doesn't work out or the wheels fall off a little bit, it, it doesn't stick around too long. It doesn't have that stickiness to it. The news cycle is getting much faster with the Hedera ecosystem. Um, for example, I remember the first time when TPS dumped back down to low double digits, right? Because we had had our first step function, we were super excited. And then the TPS dropped off and everyone was kind of panicking, right? And then on the show, we were learning about um, how, you know, of course, you know, most of the transactions on the network are put through by Avery Dennison with their Atma IO use case, but we were like, oh, you know, again, these are largely subsidized transactions. There's, you know, a series of wallets that when they're funded, then transactions roll through and Avery Dennison, 
actually has kind of a little bit of a governing system on their end where they can kind of dial up and down transactions they're sending to the mainnet, all those different types of things. So it's funny because when you look at the Metrica dashboard or some some uh, different analytics for the network, we had uh, let me let me look and see um, Metrica Hadira. Um, yeah, it was what day was that? It was May eleventh, so really recently. We had a drop off from about nine hundred sixty TPS to seventy five or so. And I mean, people were kind of like, well, what's going on? But it, I, and no one really seemed bothered by it largely in the ecosystem. So what I'm trying to illustrate is, of course, we have ups and downs. The ups are getting bigger. The downs are getting bigger. But there is kind of this momentum I'm feeling with the, with the community, with the ecosystem, that even though we might have certain problems or troubles or things we're trying to overcome, uh, there's there there's kind of more wind in the sails, you know what I mean, uh, largely. And what analogy that's always brought up? I mean, co-founders of Hedera, Dr. Lehman Barrett and Mance would bring this up all the time, but I've heard many folks bring it up outside of, you know, Hedera outside of crypto is like the kind of, you know, we're building the plumbing of the future, you know, and, and you know Lehman said this where it's like, you know, Hedera is going to kind of be like a plumbing type thing where you will not really see it, but it'll be kind of a part of everything that you do, right? It's he, he, Lehman also equated it to something like, um, TCP IP, right? That you would, that the internet you use, you use that product tens of thousands of times a day without any idea that you're using it. So he's always kind of like, oh, the plumbing and actual real plumbing is a huge, like one of the biggest advancements in, in human history ever. I mean, proper plumbing and everything created societies. It was so important. So I get the analogy, but what happens when there's an issue with the plumbing? Um, anyone who's at their house probably knows it's a nightmare because it's this thing that just kind of works, you know, and there it is. And when it doesn't work, it's, it, it, it's a nightmare, right? Does all these wonderful things, keeps our lives going. But when it, when it, when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And there's all this plumbing, right? In the web three world, there's Hedera, right? But there's also Ethereum, there's Bitcoin, there's Solana, there's Cardano, there's um, Avalanche. There's all these different kinds of networks and stuff. And it's all these different kinds of plumbings and everything. And recently, things have got a little clogged. Um, and the, the broader discussion in crypto has changed quite rapidly, at least for, you know, a period of time after people kind of realized like, oh, you know, are these networks going to scale, right? Can we continue layering things on top? All these things going to kind of get called into question, right? It's like when when uh, when there's a plumbing issue at your house, you kind of second you kind of second guess everything. You you go pretty quickly from everything's fine to like maybe we should move. And it kind of sparked something and it was I just wanted to highlight it because the 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 Hedera community's really been obsessed with kind of um, looking at the bigger picture and kind of going like TPS is cool. We got to focus on TVL. We got to focus on metrics and different types of things that grab the attention of people in crypto. TPS isn't doing it. Well, with, you know, with this uh, plumbing getting clogged um, in these other networks, and we'll talk about this a little later in the show, the conversation is real, has really been interesting to see on, on Twitter and Reddit and Kind of in these in the in the broader crypto ecosystem, people really looking at these things and going, well, 
what is the what is this actually about? Like, does this scale? Like, it's starting to call things into question a little bit, much more so in the wheelhouse of Hedera. And I mean, a lot of folks will say, oh, I saw it coming. I saw Bitcoin getting clogged coming. I saw Ethereum failing to get new blocks on the chain coming. I saw all these different things coming. And all sorts of networks have their issues, right? Hedera, you know, um, suffered, you know, and had to go through an exploit in early March and stuff. So every network has issues. But what happens when those issues are caused by people really wanting to use the service, wanting to use the network and that causing a problem? That's interesting, right? That's throughput. That's what these enterprises are looking to. And I'm kind of noticing a bit of a tone change with these happenings on these other networks. Is it coincidence? Serendipity? I don't know what it is. But if there was a time for Hedera to have another step function, it would be now. Uh, and we're live on Twitter Spaces with another week in Hashgraph to unpack. Let's dive into the news and rumors and see what's going on, what's happening. we got quite a bit to talk about today. We're going to have... Um, perfect ability from the Hedera subreddit up to talk about what's going on over there in Reddit land. And let's see what else we got going on. Actually, perfect ability. I'll, I'll bring you up now just so you're ready to go. But some other stuff we got going on is uh, we have potential, we've got like a potential like competitor or two, not like a lot of folks are looking to it like, oh, it's Hedera competitors and stuff. And I've got a lot of thoughts on that. There's some more details. We'll 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 unpack that a bit. Um, we're definitely, of course, going to talk about some stuff happening with Ethereum and Bitcoin um, and uh, some some statistics on Cardano and stuff like that. Just, uh, you know, to be you know mindful of what's happening in the broader ecosystem and stuff, but not to knock those networks. We have coupon news. We've got um new hips on the way we've got tps rocking on the main net we've got um oh yeah we got a, an exchange uh filing chapter 11 uh shout out uh we got boeing uh breadcrumbs we got uh what else we got going on we've got uh do 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 lg it's kind of new we got a, we got a couple stories that are like kind of old kind of new type thing um, we're going to talk a little bit about music stuff. We're going to talk about, um, do, 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 do. Oh, uh, this, and I have two, uh, actually two things that actually I added to the, to the kind of news mega thread, just like literally just before the show. Um, but we got a, we got, we, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. And with that, good evening from Ottawa, Canada, everyone. My name is Brandon Davenport and I'm a creative developer musician and founder at my creative firm, Dirksen and Davenport Incorporated, helping artists, business, and startups in the Hedera ecosystem. And like all of you, I'm a Hashgraph enthusiast. It is Monday, or not, it's Sunday. I was reading the month, May. It's been a long weekend, folks. I, I, I didn't sleep too well last night. I gotta be honest with you. I have seasonal allergies and I'm at that, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, shout out to my fellow allergy sufferers out there. I'm trying to find the like brand right now that's going to do it for me. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's mold. I don't know if it's rat, like um, some, some kind of strange bug. I don't know if it's like, we've got like forest fires and stuff out on the West Coast in Canada that like last year they like blew over and brought over like foreign, pol I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to find the one that works for me. Uh, wish me luck. It is uh, Sunday. 
May 14th. And welcome to Hashgraph News and Rumors, episode 76, Clogged Plumbing, including my allergies. This is a weekly show where we talk about the top stories covering everything related to Hedera, HBAR, broadcast live on Twitter spaces every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and made available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. That goes up the next day on Monday, tomorrow. Get all the info you need about the show and listen to past episodes at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. If you're listening now, check out the Twitter thread pinned to the top of the spaces. It's right up there. Take a deeper dive into each story. Also, everybody listening live, take a moment now to share the spaces. Let your friends know. Uh, The more the merrier. You can also click the little comment button at the bottom right of the spaces to ask a question or share something interesting the listeners might like to know and we'll talk about it. And the show continues to grow from hundreds of listeners to thousands across all platforms. And that's because of you guys tuning in every week and also like a bunch of awesome guests that we have uh, and supporters sending some HBAR here and there, which is great. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite things to do. Um, I really enjoy it. I was actually very excited today. I, wa- I was a little late getting the mega thread up just because I had a feeling this weekend a couple things were going to pop up at the last minute. So um, also... This is a reminder to join the Hashgraph Enthusiast Twitter community, a great way for Hashgraph newbies and early adopters to connect, team up, share knowledge and insights, all that good stuff is good to go. Let's get into it. I want to kick off the show. I want to switch it up a little bit. We're, we're I'm, I'm finding kind of the nice flow for the show as things continue growing. I mean, I got some donations. I'm going to be upgrading the kind of production of the show. I want to get rid of like the crappy intro built-in Twitter music. I've got some intro songs that my business partner Joshua is working on and stuff. So it's going to get, it's going to keep getting better. I mean, when you guys send H bar to donate to the show, it's like, that's just basically tells me, okay, time to take it up a little bit of a notch here, a little bit of a notch there. It's much easier. I've done stuff with advertisers before, and this is much easier, much better. I dig it. So I want to bring up perfect ability. And this segment's kind of like the Reddit report. The Hedera subreddit has, geez, like more than 30,000 people in it. There's a lot of nuanced discussion in it. It's not like Twitter where all the kind of like blue subscribers get put to the top, all those different types of things. Reddit is kind of like you ask a question, you get a paragraph, detailed response. Um, And there's a lot of Hedera news on there, a lot of breadcrumbs and stuff going on over there. And it's the conversations that really matter. So perfect abilities, you know, top user on the subreddit always contributing stuff so happy to have him on and curious to know like what is the main stuff the breadcrumbs what's going on over in the Hedera subreddit this week hey Brent. hey guys uh thanks for having me again um and uh i do feel you on the seasonal allergies i have really bad uh allergies too and for a whole month i'm just miserable my nose is running my eyes uh, i can barely get any sleep because you know i just my nose is so clogged and I just, you know, have to breathe through my mouth. So I, I definitely feel you, man. Hang in there. It Thanks, sucks. Man. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so we had a pretty interesting week. So I think we should start with the Boeing and the Hedera timeline. I thought that was really interesting. So the timeline goes like this. Boeing joins Hedera Governing Council on August 2019. Boeing Venture Capital Arms Horizon X Ventures invest an undisclosed amount of Hedera Hashgraph funded around $7 million, led by Tata Communication on February 2021. As per their website, Boeing Horizon X Ventures targets investments that help scale startups innovation in the aerospace. Um, and it's 
been awesome watching Hedera, you know, taking over the skies. There's the UK government-sponsored trial of Neuron uh, with the goal to digitize airspace to support beyond visual line-of-sight operations for drones. Um, we also saw this week um, NASA is using Hedera for its aerospace applications, um, and I have pinned on top of my profile uh, here a little more breadcrumbs on the proposal grant who um, is helping build the project and other ventures tied to space exploration. Um, yeah, like Hedera is literally going to the moon. And um, i also like to mention that uh, NASA has awarded SpaceX as much as $100 million over the decade for space exploration. So we might have, uh, you know, SpaceX down the line too because they're really, really close to NASA. Um, and in my opinion, they have the best uh, space program out there. Uh, you know, like, uh, I really don't really see much competition with SpaceX. I just think they're, you know, like they're just the dominator. Um, yeah. So I think that's a really good sign, but let's get back to Boeing. Um, so Boeing governing council attendance rate stands as an impressive 97% with only one missed meeting out of 20 meetings conducted after they joined the governing council. Brian Jefford is the Boeing representative who has attended all GC meetings. More interestingly, he has attended all in-person meetings in person, LOL. May 19th in New York, September 19th in London, February 20th in Texas, and October 22nd in Dubai. Boeing representative formed part of the first set of board of directors comprising of three individuals, Brian Jeffords from Boeing, Scott Teal from DLA Piper and Toco, and Predate Lair from, or sorry, Pre-Deep Liar from Avery Dennison slash Adma, and all the directors are actively involved in the Hedera ecosystem. The boards of directors spend considerable time and resources in different aspects of the Hedera governance and require active participation months after month. Brian Jefford also has attended all the meetings for Bowen as well. In two meetings from June 20th to September, or sorry, from June 2020 to September 2020, he was joined by his extensive team, including individuals responsible for hands-on application, development and database management, and system security integration specialists who coordinated with multiple IT teams to develop Hedera consensus service Boeing use case. Uh, and if you'd like to dig more on the last part I just mentioned, um, I also have uh, the, this article with the breadcrumb uh, on my profile. Uh, so if you guys are a little more curious, um, you know, with all that being said, the amount of time, resources, money being spent combined with all the above breadcrumb, I generally believe it's only a matter of time, uh, you know, before we find out, you know, what Boeing's been uh, up to because they're they're definitely involved. Uh, and a lot of people say that they're not involved because, oh, we haven't heard anything, but they're, you know, definitely involved. Same thing with Google, you know, like they send three uh, people to every uh, GC meeting. Um, I just think they're, you know, it's there, but they just haven't. Uh, showed it yet yeah i think that's a great point like this is like when we start talking about folks like this that's where we really steer hard into like the enterprise hedera like i you know folks who listen to the show i i talk a lot about kind of these two worlds right we've got the community dap DeFi, nft kind of world over here and then we've got the you know hedera governing council hbar foundation kind of world and you know they're 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 not completely together they're getting closer uh, as we as we keep moving on which is nice but we take a hard turn to the other world and and what's really important to recognize is like Bo Boeing's been on the governing council for like over 3 years like almost 4 years now um and 
Exactly. And missed one meeting. Um, and really what's significant here is kind of a, a common thread between a few different governing council members, right? Like DLA Piper, Google, some of these OG governing council members that also have like a deeper participation in kind of the governance of Hedera, like with these board seats, um, with Brian Jeffords on the board seat. It, it you know, and, and with so much kind of recorded conversation around what their potential use case could be leveraging HCS and stuff like that. You And I remember reading an article about something supply chain related from Boeing or something like that, but this stuff goes way back years and kind of start looking at, looking at all the pieces and seeing how it all fits together. It's like, it's not clear when or what's going to happen, but it's like, it's, obvious that Boeing is going to leverage the Hedera network in some way. Right. It's like you see footsteps of the beach, like you don't see anybody, but you know somebody's there because you see the, foot, uh, like right. the footprints. Right. Cool. Um, another huge discussion today was um, just how so many uh, blockchains just got, you know, backed up and their algorithm kind of went a little cuckoo. Um, you know, there was over... 400,000 pending transactions on the uh, on the Bitcoin network uh, and Binance, which holds 98% dominance in Bitcoin spot trading, had to halt this transaction due like to due to congestions and high fees. Um, and while reading on that, I actually did not know this, but uh, did you guys know that Bitcoin network has been down two times in its history? It was once down in 2010 for around nine hours, known as the value overflow incident where a block containing a transaction that created 184 billion Bitcoins for three different addresses. The network was soft forced to not allow any more than 21 billion Bitcoin to ever be minted or created. Uh, and once again in 2013 for seven hours, known as the Mars 2013 chain fork, where a block that had a large number of total transaction input than previously seen was mined and broadcasted. So when, you know, we had to take our proxy down um, for that um, bridge exploit, I had so many like, Bitcoin maxing is like, oh, HBAR, it's garbage, that, that. But I guess they kind of forgot that, you know, the the king Bitcoin here had, uh, you know, be shut down twice uh, over his course. And the, and the really, really interesting thing about that kind of the, the situation early March with Hedera um, that that really is the foot was the focal point for me was um, that that element of the proxies, right, where you have um, the main net. And you have these proxies to the internet. And when you shut off those proxies, the main net kind of continues to come to consensus on different, I guess, certain permissioned functions or applications and stuff like that. Because uh, we were seeing TPS go through the main net while it was quote unquote down. But basically by shutting off those proxies, it ceased anybody being able to do anything with um, with the network. So it was kind of like, it was different. And and then that raised more questions of like, well, whose decision was that? All these different types of things. And that brought to light, there's there's like this, it's part of that path to decentralization with Hedera. So it's it's that, it's riding that fine line of like Lima would always say, starting off more centralized, ending more decentralized versus starting off decentralized and becoming more centralized over time. It like in this early phase of this network in its infancy, when you have an issue like that happen, Hindsight, it's great that we had it. Um, and when you look at some of these networks that are over, you know, a decade old, 
like Bitcoin and, and, you know, well, I guess Bitcoin is really the only network that's over a decade old, I, I guess. But I mean, Ethereum, yeah, maybe Ethereum, but it's one of those things where it's like you, you kind of go, I think a lot of people are kind of going, oh, what's going on with this? What's, what's next after this, you know? Right. Well, you know, same thing happened with uh, Ethereum. The, uh, you know, the average uh, transaction fees hit um, more than the daily wage in over 100 uh, countries. So that's around 4.2 billion people. And the numbers on that is 56.4 have a daily wage of under $21. Um, and no, hold on. I read that wrong. In the world, there is 43.6% have a daily wage greater than $21. And 56.4 have a daily wage of under $21. Um, just to put things into perspective, uh, that was another thing that really made me validate more my position in Hedera uh, uh, because, you know, if these uh, coins can't even handle, you know, a meme coin hype and how are they going to handle, you know, like mass adoption, um, you know, if more than half of the population makes less than $21 a day, like that's a little ridiculous if, you know, they want to transact, you know, they're going to lose like, you know, like a day's work just to be able to like move their money out or do something. So, uh, and also with Cardano, you know, they're, they're at 94% capacity. And when that hits 100%, all the transactions are going to be put into queue and everyone's going to have to wait, you know, like everybody else. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and meanwhile, Hedera could have easily done all those transactions in like a drop of a bucket. So I just really, this week, just really validated like just my position. And, you know, it just really shows like what Hedera is, you know, made of. Absolutely. And also too, it, it for me, it was when we, when we were talking about that that you know when, when the bubble stuff was really top of mind for folks a couple of weeks ago and i hope it still is but when people were talking about the hedera bubble and the fact that it would be, it'd be really good if we stopped talking so much about tps and started talking more about some of these metrics and um indicators of, of success that you know people in the other you know outside of the ecosystem would understand uh would value um and what we remember, what we what we remember is kind of like when these other networks have issues like this, that what matters to people changes all of a sudden. You know what I mean? And that's the, that that conversation shift that we've seen happen a couple of times, where I see tweets where people are like, "Oh my God, I'm paying this much money to just send five dollars or something like that." And these are moments that you know, Derek can really grab onto. Um, and run with, but you got to be careful because you can very easily up, you know, end up with egg on your face, right? The same as when we had that issue, you know, again, early March, it's like nuance kind of goes out the window. You have to get much, you have to think much more in an obtuse way with these types of things, because that's, that's, you're dealing with the general public. And it's like, if you find yourself having conversations where it's like, um, actually it wasn't the the network that went down, it was the proxies that were shut off. It's like, no one cares, right? People care when something negatively or positively impacts their life in the moment. And they're looking for something potentially more appealing. Um, I think that when we talk about getting outside the bubble, it's also looking at it from like, it really is that simple for a lot of people. It's not, it, some people, depending on where you live, some people depend on these things to get food from the grocery store or something like that. So these new types of technologies we're still in a phase where we're really trialing how it's going to benefit people's lives. And if these types of things happen, then at the snap of a finger, the conversation could change completely. 
And I think it's, you know, it's already shifting. Like people are, you know, starting to realize that, hey, like this is not scalable. Like it's, just, you know, it's not going to work. Um, so I just think it's, you know, it's a matter of time. It is a matter of time. Well, um, I want to move on with the show, but perfect ability. You have, is there anything else popping? Any, any uh, juicy rumors or anything like that happening on the subreddit? Um, I kind of just put everything together, but uh, there was, uh, let's see here. Um, this post is really cool. It was one of the top uh, purchasing 10 NFTs in a single transaction with gas fees of 0.002 cents. You can only achieve this pretty much Hedera. Um, you know, that's amazing. Like you can buy that many NFTs and, you know, you even did a post that you can mint a whole project for what, five bucks. Yeah, I, re- yeah I, re- I responded. That was that tweet that got sent out. Someone like um, upset about a $5 gas fee on Ethereum. And I was like, FYI, you could mint a whole NFT collection for $5 on Hedera. Yeah, that was, that was gnarly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's cool. And um, I see Michael's here. So Michael, big shout out to you, um, you know, doing all the hips and everything else that you do. Um, and big shout out, you know, to all the beautiful mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. Right on. Well, perfect ability. Appreciate you. And um, get back on the subreddit. I see you sharing like so much stuff on there. Um, and again, anyone who, uh, is, is really interested in taking a little deeper dive into the Hedera stuff, check out the subreddit. It's awesome. I, I, I was there when it was the Hashgraph subreddit. So, um, there, there's a lot of stuff going on there. So check it out. Thanks. Thanks again, man. All right, guys. See ya. All right. So let's see what else is going on. We've got some pretty interesting news regarding potential like i'd call it like quote unquote competition with hedera that's how it was presented to me now you know i'm in a lot of conversations with people and there were i think one let me see here there was one today that i was speaking about somebody or speaking to somebody about do i have it linked here i don't know um well we'll just focus we'll just oh no i think i do have it here i think i do have it here I'll, i'll find it but basically Again, there's a little bit of a theme with this show. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a lot of things from the past, I find, in this episode. But when we look back at Lehman's, uh, let's say Lehman's kind of like Harvard speech that he gave that I'd assume a lot of people listening have seen. He, you know, he referenced this common, um, illustrative little story, right, about um, the dot-com bubble and then you have all these different startups and then only a few kind of make it, right? You have a, a big industry that starts, there's thousands of players that pop up and a few survive. And, um, you know, many times it's kind of used in context of the crypto space, right? You have this tens of thousands or, you know, thousands and thousands of these different products and networks and, and assets, and they will eventually, you know, there'll be a few that champion and move on and stuff like that. So. Um, when we look at Hedera specifically and what they do, obviously they have an unfair advantage in a lot of different respects that, you know, we talk about quite a bit, but, um, the other thing is when we look at the, the, the target audience of Hedera and the problems that they're trying to solve if a problem is worth solving, right? If 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 Hedera is really targeting things like, um, you know, finality, consensus, um, you know, interoperability, 
all these different types of things. If if they if they are these really hard problems and and it's and it's very you know fertile soil for startups and in an industry, you have all sorts of people targeting it, right? So there's there's these problems that are trying to be solved in, in non conventional ways, targeting um, enterprises specifically now, and that's really kind of something that has emerged that Hedera was really early in, which is enterprises looking to um, distributed ledger technology as a solution for a lot of things, and they're not wanting necessarily, although they'll experiment and it with it and try out a few different things, they, you know, they try a few different networks, but they're looking for something specifically built for them. And, you know, Hedera is definitely one of those, a strong contender for a long time, you know, definitely the best, but other players are entering the fold. We know about a few already that we've talked about before, but there's um, two that I just wanted to, to talk about and highlight quickly. I haven't had a chance to like, for example, go through documentation or white paper. There's not a lot of information about it. This is really, really new stuff. Um, and it's very interesting for a few reasons. There is a network called, uh, it is called, um, Canton and it's leveraging a technology, uh, it's a it's a specific smart contract. It's like a it's like an analogy. Um, uh, DAML, DAML. So a smart contract language created by a digital asset. Um, the blockchain startup formerly led by ex JP Morgan senior executive Blythe Masters and backed by some of the world's largest financial organizations. Um, and this is really interesting. So. What they're looking to do is provide fair ordering, timestamps, unlimited scalability, and privacy, and solving these issues for people maybe wanting to build some of these products on DLTs like Ethereum. Um, and they're launched for the financial market participants and, inst and uh, institutional assets. Um, and it allows interoperability and synchronization between previously siloed financial systems, right? Another, you know, appealing um, value uh, for potential enterprises in the financial sector. And now participants include Goldman Sachs, um, then a bunch of other uh, people, names that folks won't recognize. The industry partners are Deloitte, Microsoft, Umbridge. So obviously some big names there. And the other thing is like, um, while this Canton network and Hedera Hashgraph are both DLT platforms they differ in their architecture of course their consensus mechanisms privacy features but most importantly it's about the industry focus and that's really what kind of the key element here is is like people have come to me and kind of been like oh have you seen this network because some of these are some of these new networks are very reminiscent of hedera right they're kind of thinking outside the block i guess maybe they're thinking outside the box and they're not doing something in the same conventional ways that other uh, other entities have approached DLTs. What I'm trying to say is there's a quality to Hedera that I think a lot of people enjoy because it is so different because Lehman you know, said something to the effect of, we didn't try to make a better Bitcoin. We didn't make it with Bitcoin in mind. We were just basically trying to create um, you know, a, a different type of product. So there's a couple networks now that are coming that I think give people that same feeling and kind of freaks them out a little bit being Hedera investors. And I think with this particular network, um, 
we don't know a ton about it. Obviously, there's a white paper. I haven't had time to absorb it. But really, from what I see is the Canton network is designed really for the financial industry. Um, and it's a really, uh, it's a privacy play. And it's not a public network, right? This is a, this is a private um, kind of thing. And I don't know. Um, I do know if it's open source and I don't know if they're going to have some kind of asset like an HBAR equivalent or something like that. So it's really early. I mean, they've been building since 2020. So it's just, it's been on people's radar. Um, I don't know if it's really entered the kind of zeitgeist of the Hedera ecosystem. I'd be really curious to see what everyone's thoughts are on this, but uh, I don't think that, I don't think it's a situation where it's, it's a, it's a worry for Hedera. I mean, the, the thing we got to remember is, um, the technology of Hedera sure is really fantastic. Um, but really it's the governing council model and the innovation and the stakeholders that are really important. It's, it's a reputation thing, right? It's that that's something that you can't really replicate at this point. It takes years to do that. And also to the other side of the coin, the re the unfortunate reality is, is that it's not going to be the, the the network that has the best technology that's necessarily going to win in the short to medium term. It's going to be the network that has a better technology, right? And there's going to be a lot of people um, and a lot of companies and networks taking a similar approach to what Hedera is taking because it turns out it's a really great approach. But what's unique about Hedera is Hedera is... You know, when we really break it down, it's essentially a multi-billion dollar SaaS startup that's very, very well positioned in many different um, high growth verticals. It's it's a unicorn, right? And that's it's that's really hard. That's a really hard thing. To knock off its axis right now. Um, so when it, when, we, when it comes to competition, what is Hedera's biggest competition? It's Ethereum. It's, it's these other networks we already know about. These new ones are interesting because they're fresh and they're enterprise focused and we should probably keep our eye on them. Uh, but, but my alarm barrels aren't going off. The other one is, um, let me see here. This was one also that was kind of people were like, what is this about? Um, what does this mean? It's CBDC related. Yeah. So this was actually a post on the Hedera subreddit. Um, and this is an article about FIS Global. And if I'm correct, FIS Global is a governing council member for Hedera. Let me just double check so I don't uh, make a mistake here. Uh, let me make sure it's FIS Global and not FIS some other thing. Uh, FIS... FIS, I mean, they, they're, they're, they're a governing council member and there is a CBDC virtual lab that they're starting up to support 1 million transactions per second. This was published um, a while ago, but there is some interesting things around this. Um, and it's just, again, another one of those wheelhouses where you kind of look at it and you go, Oh, you know, a potential competitor or a CBDC or what's that about? What's this about? And the, it turns out that the target market that Hedera is going after and the approach that Hedera is taking is really great. Um, nobody's really going to be able to have the same moat that Hedera has with the governing council. 
and it validates um, the problem that Hedera wants to solve with these new kind of approaches. Really, the alternatives to Bitcoin are are many, many, many years old. They're they're very old technology, right? Uh, you know, an, a breakthrough in an industry is probably not going to happen with a five or ten year old technology, right? It's going to happen with something that's bleeding edge. Um, so I think that when we when we really look at this kind of stuff, that's what's being created right now is these kind of bleeding edge technologies in, in the DLT space that are enterprise focused. And it can be a little freaky for people, right? Hedera is really kind of the enterprise play. And I think that really what we should think about is instead of it being maybe a competitor to Hedera, it is a validation of the approach and the enterprise and, and kind of the, the specific focus on enterprise. And you're going to see more and more of these popping up, right? Just as much as we see meme coins and and um, goofy things and and all, also too exciting things with nfts and define all these different types of things that's the exciting stuff right now that's really cool but we're going to hopefully but we're going to start seeing more of in that same kind of vein and 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 kind of rapid turnover is on the enterprise side enterprise is slow but once they get their claws in something uh things can happen so fast you get whiplash we saw that of course with the dot-com bubble that's what lehman and Mans always refer to no one sees it coming, right? And I think that's something we could see is more of these similar similar to what the Canton network type stuff is. On the enter the enterprise stuff, the mass adoption, all that, all that good stuff outside of the crypto world could start really getting exciting and and a wild roller coaster. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. But this and that and a couple other things that start to pop up, you really you really start to perk up. So, you know, I'm seeing people message me about it, just wanting to keep up to date on it myself. So I'll be diving into a little more on that. We also talked about um, Nillion before too, which is another network that people were kind of like, oh my God, you know, what does this mean? And it turns out Nillion is something that actually complements Hedera really well, right? Hedera focuses on consensus and ordering and Nillion focuses on distributed computations. So you start to find out about more of these networks and you and you realize like, oh, you are going to need multiple networks, but which one's going to make it, we have yet to see. But nothing's as well positioned as Hedera. They don't have the governing council. And they also don't have coupons, um, 8112 coupon standards. Um What's going on with those? Because it feels like it's been like 40 years. And if you want to talk about enterprise being slow, this has been like pulling teeth. But we have had updates this year in regards to coupons and also insights into why things have maybe taken a bit longer. And on May 23rd, there will be a presentation, um, like a webinar, discussing how the go live and global expansion of this new universal standard is going to work. And it does feel like the go live stuff is going to be happening. And I mean, just a quick refresher, right? I mean, coupons are paper. They go in bags, they get shipped off, um, out of the country, they get counted. Um, lots of money has to be remitted on it with all different parties. It's very slow. If a, re if a brand wants to do something special with a cool promo with their product, they have to do a bunch of work with 
the retailers to tool it up and get it working, it's a nightmare. So with this new standard, and remember this is an industry standard, which means the current one will be sunset. This one will, you know, replace it and it's leveraging Hedera Hashgraph for coupon clipping and stuff. It's like, it's gonna be digital. Um, it's gonna unlock all these new possibilities and stuff. And they've already been trialing it in various, There's, I think there's a couple grocery stores, there's like a mom and pop ice cream shop, and it's also rolling out now to bigger retailers, convenience stores, and what it feels like is they're starting to get a little closer to a, a critical mass because the challenge with coupons is really convincing the retailers to take on this tech debt essentially for like one more upgrade, you know what I mean? And, and understanding that it's going to cut down overhead overall and bring more value to the customers with more exciting programs that the retailer is not going to have to worry about anymore. So it's about getting over that initial hump. So what I'm hoping is that hump is is being overcome and with this webinar and them kind of talking about going live and stuff like that they've been targeting this year as the big go live year right and we're late but it it still could happen this year so we're gonna have to see what's going on at this webinar what their plan is in regards to going live and also start really picturing what it's going to look like when coupons are running on Hedera. I'm trying to get my mind back there again because it was it was really the big story for so many years. And it to me, it still is because when we talk about mass adoption and people using these types of technologies without knowing it, literally coupons is, is that. People use coupons all the time of all ages, everywhere, all different walks of life. And if those, if the majority of those are running on Hedera, then that's incredibly powerful because you can start to have conversations about the technology. It's, it's a very exciting thing, right? Potentially very high transaction throughput. So it's coupons are definitely out of the limelight right now. There's many more, um, much more exciting things happening, but I don't know. They still got a place in my heart. I still talk about them almost every week on the show. Um, and I think that when, uh, this new coupon standard goes live, it's going to blow minds. Um, and I am uh, going to bring perfect ability back up here just in a minute because there was a there was a story that I didn't get a chance to ask him about, um, but I definitely want to want to ask him about it just because it was kind of cool. Um, also, too, we've got uh, some news regarding hips. Uh, maybe I'll bring up. I mean, uh, Michael, if you're if you're free, I'd love to have you up just to to ask you a couple questions on on the on the hip side of things. Um, so feel free to hop up, just shot you an invite. Uh, but if not, don't worry about it. Um, let's get some bummer news out of the way. Um, bankruptcy, uh, Bitrex exchange chapter 11. Um, that's a bit of a bummer. So they have, let me see here. The tweet from who's this. Yeah. The CEO and founder, Richie, uh, shout out tweets. Uh, yeah, we filed Chapter 11. Yes, we still have 100% of all customer funds. Yes, there will be a claims process to the bankruptcy courts. This is the cleanest way to bury the baby. That's a very uh, sad tweet. Uh, rest in peace, but rest exchange. Uh, bummer. So another one bites the dust. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who starts to fill this void. I mean, uh, Binance just pulled out of Canada. And the regulatory landscape continues to get more and more confusing. Um, so to me, there's definitely opportunity being created, but it's very, very risky, um, clearly because 
all these exchanges are dropping out. But we'll have to see what uh, what transpires from this. Um, interestingly, too, when I started the spaces, I don't know if I don't know if it was a glitch or what was going on. Someone that I haven't talked about a lot recently is uh, Neuron. And I literally saw them join the spaces and pop up as a speaker and then disappear. I have no idea what happened. If anyone knows them or can DM them or something, I mean, if they want to come up and speak, that'd be amazing. Um, but they have some interesting uh, update, like not really updates. They're, they're basically, they did an event where, quote, um, they had, uh, this is what they tweeted on May 10th, quote, a captivating event today unveiling our project blueprint to 120 industry leaders. The project is a 3.6 million pound government funded project that will enable drone deployment at scale. More info coming shortly. Um, so really what Neuron, what's exciting about Neuron is there's, an, you know, people go like, oh, why can't we fly our drones everywhere? What's that about? There's all these, again, you know, regulations and you don't want things crashing into each other. And so all the different systems in place that track things flying around in the air you know, they're not interoperable. Um, so Neuron wants to create this new network for uh, flying, the tracking of flying things in the air and and unifying a lot of that data and making it easier so you can start to do more of that and have like these Amazon packages delivered by um, drone and different things like that. So there is um, uh, an update. Uh, Coinman the Barbarian, community legend, sent out a tweet with uh, just a um, kind of excerpt from the use case page on the Hedera website that's just worth kind of re-highlighting in this. Quote, every flight using Neuron's shared network emits a signal each second and is received by multiple ground sensors. Most blockchain-based systems cannot keep up with this level of throughput and suffer from highly variable transaction fees. So why this use case is exciting is because that line right there, each second, every flight is emitting um, multiple signals. So that's what's really interesting. And that's what I think it feels the same as coupons to me. It's, these, it's all these different kind of enterprise, arguably not super exciting use cases from literally years ago that are just starting to kind of make moves now, which is, re which is really interesting. Um, also too, cool story. Um, brought profitability back up. You had a uh, uh, kind of DJ set where you were opening up for, uh, you were one of the, the, the folks opening up for Steve Aoki and you requested a Hedera logo um, on the background. So that was kind of like random and crazy. Like, um, what was it like? I hope you had a good set. Like, oh, it was a good show and stuff like that. This yeah. was by far like my biggest event I've ever did um like people were like messing me like oh you're a famous dj i'm like oh no this is like my biggest event by far like um it was pretty insane um and they had um this awesome graphics designer he um i could literally tell him like hey you know like i want this this and that and this dude was able to just like code this like into just like beautiful art and um you know i talked to you i was like hey you know i'm gonna be one of the artists, you know, opening for Stevie Oki. I'm going to wear my Hathera hat, you know, maybe like people will see it and then like the camera will get some good footage of it. And then uh, the, the graphic designer was like, hey, like, do you want any like logos up there? And that's when it hit me. I was like, oh my God, dude, I'm going to throw the Hathera uh, logo up there. And he had it like pulsing with the, with the bass. I was sick. I was blowing up. It was such a cool event. <laughs> that's amazing. 
And there's a there's a couple videos on the subreddit. I think I put one of them in the in the, uh, in the mega thread. So everyone listening, check check it out when you get a chance. It's kind of cool to see uh, the logo. That was great. Yeah, uh, I hope there were some uh, H bargains in the crowd. Uh, they were probably blowing up. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! But you said you you mentioned too there was a, a video clip that you wanted to play that we didn't get a chance to play earlier. Oh yeah, so earlier. what you're saying about the um, the Lehman thing, um. I had the video because um, I was already in the subreddit, so I don't know if you wanted me to play it or not. Um, what was I, the what was the what was the video again? Um, you opened up uh, saying how Lehman about the like the dot com bubble, how it happened. Right, right. Oh yeah, play that. Play that. Here it is, guys. Typically, the history of any kind of market is that you have this enormous springing up of thousands and thousands of companies, and then you have a crash, and then you get down to three or four or whatever big companies that continue on there. And that's the way every revolution tends to happen. I'm sure we'll see the same pattern here. That's it. It's so many, so many times I'm like, oh my God, is it, is this literally just happening as uh, as Lehman laid it out? But that's amazing. Okay, happy we're to we're able to check out that. Uh, that clip and another shout out to you, uh, perfect ability. That's, that's awesome. That, that hopefully you'll do, uh, more shows opening up for big artists like Steve Aoki, uh, rocking the Hedera logo. That's awesome. For sure. Uh, and I like to, before I go, I like to add uh, a little about the, a little bit to neuron, the challenges to the risk of midair collision is currently preventing the integration of unmanned aircraft into our skies, ground base, IoT sensors are needed to sense aircrafts and provide position reports to the drone pilots. But deployment of sensors is expensive and time-consuming. So the objective is to develop a flight tracking application and integrate into the drone mission control, deploy a ground-based IoT network, aviation sensors, develop regular regulatory paperwork for flight testing, and conduct flight tests with the drone, drone, drone nab. What did I say? Dronom Dronomics prototype drone and Wait, lighter. Dro I was like Dronomics. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't say that. <laughs> uh but yeah, um that's uh, basically what they're um you know what they're doing. So I just wanted to add to that. Free the drones. All right, thanks, perfect ability. Appreciate you. Appreciate All right, you. guys. Take care. I'm out. All right, so we're gonna talk for a minute about um hips. These hips do not lie um michael it's really awesome to have you i don't think i've ever had you on the show before so it's it's awesome but i know you have that you've been tweeting about some of these I, i'd call them uh not the greatest hits but probably the greatest hips um <laughs> the, we got the met i've been saving these up i was just gonna say like we got the metadata key and now you tweeted about hip uh 55.1 batch transactions and stuff like like hips are so important. I don't think a lot of people understand how important they are. So like, I'd love to just give you a minute and kind of just nerd out on hips. Like what's going on right now? What do people need to know? Cool. Um, no, yeah. You, uh, you talk about hips. I, I, uh, was request requesting to speak about forum, but when you mentioned 551, I was like, dang, yes, I want to talk about that. So, but, um, first of all, yep. Happy mother's day guys. And, um, awesome show that you got brandon thanks for um doing it and letting me talk so yeah um yeah i was gonna talk about forum and just see how you guys liked it and stuff like that but um when you mentioned batch transactions that is a very important one that i really kind of want to get everyone's feedback and patches you too like <laughs> i sent you a slack message but <laughs> but um hey patches check your dms michael's trying to get a hold of you 
Yeah, yeah. Really, what I'm what I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, survey the landscape um, of what use cases you guys will use with batch transactions, um, and the more you guys post the the more kind of like ammunition we have to go forward and push it forward with like our specific set whatever we think would be good um for instance just to give you an example shameless plug here forum the decentralized uh free speech platform um you had when, when you go to do any action on there first of all let me just introduce it forum is uh kind of like a Reddit, kind of like a 4chan, kind of like a just a discussion board. Everything is on chain in HCS messages. Um, and uh, so everything, uh, there, there's a microtransaction and then um, a message to a topic uh, on the consensus service. And so when you do those two things, you do the microtransaction and then that approves and then you have to sign for instance, creating a thread, you have to create a topic and then create the original post on that topic. Those are three transactions that the user has to do in their Hashpack wallet. With batch transactions, you could roll that all up into one and do one click. So we're trying to um, survey the landscape here and see how you guys might use it. Another use case would be like a mint and a transfer all rolled into one so you wouldn't have to do sign two transactions. So check that hip out. Um, I'll put a link in the, the comment here. Let me, let me go get that. But, um, yeah, but I got that, that this hip is really interesting to me because yeah, it's a re it's a really important hip because if you think about it, like it really unlocks the power. I mean, it's not exactly, native smart contracts, but it really kind of is, has a smart contract, the flavor to it because you can combine actions into one. You can create a topic and then do a transfer of HBAR and then, um, you know, do something with the token service. You can kind of like combine all these transactions into one. And so you get kind of a smart contract flavor, but you kind of like ramp up the power of the consensus service um, and make more interesting use cases possible. Well, not really possible, but like more convenient. So instead of signing three transactions, I'm now signing one transaction and it's very seamless. And, and my, my perspective on this is there's a lot of really, really smart people. Like I know Hashpack is working on stuff like this. Blade is working on stuff like this, where they'll have kind of this onboarding business logic for different use cases where through their products or SDKs, they'll, they'll be able to kind of like, um, that they'll be able to abstract up a lot of that, um, Hedera network functionality that you have to do these multiple transactions for. So for the user, it's kind of like they click a button and then their wallet is there with some stuff inside, but in the background, there's like a bunch of transactions that happen. So with this hip, it kind of brings that functionality as you're saying, like, closer to the surface and it's less kind of um kind of these 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 kind of like business workflows built on top of the network and you can kind of now actually do that inside of the network where it's like oh is our business workflow trying to open a wallet throw this in it make this kind of thing happen we could just bundle that into, into a transaction so the user still gets that one button click and it's done but now it's there's there's not a layer between the user and the network exactly right that's really interesting I love that. 
And then one one more question before I let you go that that's really on my mind because I watch kind of hips roll through to the network and for folks listening that don't understand hips, I mean what they it's a it's a Hedera improvement proposal. It's a way that any regular person can change how the network functions or change the way uh, that things work in regards to standards, like with HIP 412 for metadata. So if you want to make the network better and, and you have a vision to do that, the HIPs are the way to do that. But I think the the thing that the quicksand sometimes that HIPs get stuck in is what you were talking about is like the social proof, the, the community backing that you can then take to... Um, you know, whatever, whomever needs to get them out into the main net to kind of go, hey, look, this is actually important. It's not just a cool idea. This is something people actually care about. And that's really, I think, one of the pain points for HIPS is like getting that community traction, getting that attention. Um, and I was curious, like, for pe for regular people in the Hedera ecosystem, understanding how important HIPS are and all the wonderful things they're going to do, you know, how what can what can regular community members do to help all this cool stuff happen faster? I would say comment on the hip itself. Okay, so like in GitHub? Yeah, contribute to the discussion itself. It's right. one it's one thing like like for batch transactions, right? I, I tweeted it out, it got a lot of love, and that's wonderful, it's great. But really what I was trying to do was trying to encourage people to write their use case on the hip itself. So that way, when I see, I, I bring these hips to engineering and we meet about them every week and we talk about them. So that way, when we bring these hips up and we talk to them to about them to engineering, you know, we, we have, oh, look, this person who has this project said this, they could use it in this way. And um, instead of saying, yeah, I posted it on Twitter and it, and it got a lot of um, traction, to have the discussion on the hip itself I would think I would I would say is the best way the best approach to pushing it forward. Okay, so that's the call to action. I think that's that's an important piece of information. Is like if there is something exciting that's really important to you that's in the form of a hip that could be added to the network, go to the GitHub and quickly just explain how you would use it. Basically, yeah. And and another, I'm just gonna say it like if you guys have any ideas for transactions that would be cool and a use case write it on that hip explain what the use case is and what the impact would be i think that would be a tremendous step okay right on and uh just before i let you go too i mean shout out to the to the forum stuff i mean um for the longest time i was like oh it'd be so cool to have like a you know um a place that's not Twitter that's kind of leveraging Hedera for like discussions and stuff and everything. So that that's been really exciting to uh to see unfold. And I guess you like you guys are seeing it um all from behind the scenes and everything. And so it must be exciting to see people using it more. Oh, it's exciting. I it we released it two weeks ago and it already has a hundred threads. Um yeah, people are participating in threads. It's 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 really fun to watch. I've it, it's kind of been something that I've always wanted to build, probably around 2015. I was really kind of thinking how you would like do something like this because there's a lot of problems in um, content applications. I mean, you get uh, like moderator problems, voting problems, um, and and you know, after thinking about this problem for a while, I was like, you know, if you put everything on chain, first first of all, you need a really fast blockchain. 
a really fast network. But second of all, if you put everything on chain, then you keep everyone honest. And you won't have um, a central moderator problem where somebody comes in with special interests and remove posts for whatever reason. And then you won't have vote manipulation. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of problems we're trying to tackle with that um, that I've, I've been thinking about for several years. Uh, and I'm really excited about what it's turned into and the, um, the support that you all are giving it. I'm just really appreciative of that. And it's amazing to watch it grow. And I mean, I know only a hundred threads, but it's only been two weeks. And that to me is like, I'm super thrilled about it. I think that's awesome. It's, it's, that's the future of social media. It's like the, the content, the conversations, all those different types of things live on a distributed network that, for example, if, you know, Ford were to, disappear down the road or something something new could pop up plug into that and everyone's oh, stuff is kind of still there you know oh i know you know i know but what i mean so what i mean more is like instead of going oh no facebook went out of business and all my stuff is gone in the future hopefully oh, right, yeah. those kinds of companies are, yeah exactly are really just kind of they're developing an interface to interact with a network but they're not the network themselves anymore so that's what's really appealing with form because it you kind of like if if you were if, if you were to get like a competitor in this space that taps into that data as well and uses it, it's not, a, you're not competing on data. You're not competing in that respect. You're, you're competing on experience and, um, and, you know, like usability and all those different types of things. So it's a whole different thing. So, I mean, um, hundred, a hundred threads is a, is a solid starting point. Uh, Reddit was at a hundred threads probably at one point and look where it is now. So I think no, there's nowhere but up for, for, uh, for, for uh, form. So I think that's great. So that's a, a cool thing. And another thing I wanted to mention is like that, um, really form is kind of like a tool, like content creators, you literally have unlimited earning potential for your content on forum. When people upvote, they can choose to donate any amount with that upvote. And so um, content creators are really opened up to the earning potential there. And last week I tried to make it the, the, the um, barrier to entry even less. I made a faucet so people can just create a hashpack wallet. They don't have to figure out how do I get HBAR. They can just click on the faucet right there. They'll get two HBAR. You're restricted to two HBAR every week. Um, so you can use it once a week. And with two HBAR, you can do like 24 actions. So you can have a ton of fun with it. Um, That's awesome. And, you know, just kind of like want to um, open people up to the idea of, paying to post it's a very small amount you know two h bar is not a lot of money but you can do a ton of actions with that two h bar you can do like 20 forum actions you can make 20 thread 20 replies not exactly 20 threads because it's a little more but um you might be able to make 18 threads <laughs> um or 20 votes yeah and i mean you're really like when you talk about paying for those interactions on the platform it's we're already doing it on, you know, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook and stuff like that. It's just a different type of payment. We're giving over our data and we're giving over um, yeah, our, but, our time and, and attention. And, 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 it's like, the same thing. You don't have any ads. You don't have any captures. And yeah, you pay a penny for to make a thread. But that thread literally is going to live as long as the network lives. And you, in, in that, like you have unlimited earning potential right there. People can upvote it. They can donate. 
um, right through the website. I mean, it goes straight to your account. It's really cool. I don't know if you've seen any microvote upvote payments yet, but um, it's definitely exciting to watch that as coming to your account. Oh, 100%. Well, I'm looking forward to at some point, I, like I do these like mega threads with the news for these spaces every week, but I want to do one as a as a thread on, on forum sometime and kind of see how it goes. I think that'd be fun. Oh, please do. Yeah, yeah that would be amazing. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try that. I've been looking for something else to, than Twitter, so maybe forums it. I I think it might be. Yeah, no, like what I, I really um want people to start looking at it as a tool. Like content creators can get paid for the content they make. Another another situation is imagine if there was like Galileo 2.0 and he said something against the government they didn't quite agree with and they banished him. He has a way with forum to, or they have a way with forum to get their message out, even if they're banished by society and still receive financial support. So that was like another one, like really one of the core passions behind the drive of forum. And I really hope that people start looking at it as a tool. Um, it is great to have a, a, a place to put content and do all that stuff. That's, that's fun. Um, but when they start seeing it as a tool, I really feel like things will get pretty interesting. Right on. Okay, Michael, I really appreciate it. Um, awesome insight on the hip front and awesome work with Forum. Really appreciate you uh, stopping by the show, man. Cool. Thanks so much, Brandon. Have a great day. Um, happy Mother's Day, everyone. Right on. Okay. So, uh, stuff's changing. Times are changing. I might make the, I might do a thread on, on form. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. So keep an eye out for that. I dig it. Uh, what else we got? Let's wrap it up here. What else we got going on? <laughs> Say let's wrap it up. I probably, I probably got a bunch of other stuff to talk about. Um, do, 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 do that. We are, oh, we already talked about that. This is one thing I love about perfect ability too, is when I have them up on the show, I talk about a lot of news stories for Reddit. Um, and he covers most of it, which is great. Um, L, uh, LG, this is this is something interesting that I wanted to just quickly touch on. Um, there's a there's a trend that I've been seeing of some of these bigger kind of in, you could call them influencers accounts or what what have you, and they're tweeting about things Hedera related that are really kind of like old news. Um, so. This Twitter account that I that I know, you know, a lot of people follow, uh, Whale Chart, that is, you know, four hundred thousand followers, tweets out, uh, breaking, right, all caps, right. We all know these ones. Breaking, LG Electronics files patent for blockchain enabled smart TV with NFT trading capabilities. Oh my God! Headline breaking. Well, it's a patent from like what is it, like twenty twenty one. Um, this is old and, um, I mean, it's cool. It's kind of a full circle moment where you go, okay, this is what the patent was about. We all know LG art lab. We all know the Barry X ball artist type stuff. We all know what's transpired. So LG has their wallet. They have their NFTs on the TV. They got their LG art lab. It's running on Hedera. Amazing. So this is obviously what's related to the patent. Very cool. But um, this kind of, you know, large Twitter account is saying, oh, breaking news, LG's got a, you know, patent for NFT stuff. And it's like, 
I've seen this happen a little bit. Like I saw it recently with Dovu, but then I've seen it with Hedera in general where some of these kind of very juicy um, moments with either Hedera or the governing council or the ecosystem are kind of cherry-picked and kind of served up to the broader crypto community. And I'm going to really go out on the limb here. I'm going to really go out on the limb here. Uh, not tinfoil hat mode fully, but there is a pattern that happens with new technologies, new investment opportunities, all those different types of things that is very, um, you know, I don't know what the, I don't know what the word is, but <clears throat> what happens is, you know, the quote unquote insiders will um, not talk about it or talk poorly about it while they invest in it. And then once their position is placed, they'll, they'll start talking about it, but it's not like the, these different types of people don't necessarily go, Oh, buy this thing. It's amazing. They start telling a story. They're great storytellers. The people that set the tone for new technological paradigms and kind of the public zeitgeist and introducing new types of things, they do it through storytelling and they, they, the, the most powerful thing you can do is lead people to discover something on their own. And as you start telling the story, um, you start to build more excitement about a particular thing. And I've been at the beginning of every story, right? It's like once upon a time in a place, blah, 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 blah. It's talking about things from the past, right? It's talking about, it's almost like, you know, on the last episode or on the last season of Hedera, you know, catching you up. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that type of content of sharing these exciting moments, these greatest hits in Hedera, because old news to us is new news to a lot of people, and it's still very exciting. So I've seen a couple things in that regard. That's something I would look to is, are some larger accounts going to start talking about some exciting moments that are kind of old for us, but they know will resonate deeply with people and they'll, and they'll lead with those. Um, because, and I'll, and before I move on, I'll just say, this is a great example because it's clear, you know, whale chart, right? These accounts that tweet out these just little headlines with very little context is it's clear that they've seen news about the patent that they know about it, but they label it as breaking news when it's not, it's something, it's something that's a two-year-old thing. So it's very transparent in that regard that, um, how it's framed and how it's kind of piecing together a little bit of a story for people. So it's a bear market and the conversation is changing as we've, as we've spoken about, people are looking for alternatives. Hedera is very appealing. It's very well positioned, all these different types of things. Um, and a lot of times for better or for worse, retail investors are guided by, um, popular Twitter accounts. So it's interesting. It's a trend I'm watching. I pay attention to people that are great storytellers and a lot of, we'll call them influential or nefarious or whatever people in crypto that do all sorts of things. They're great storytellers. Um, and when, and I think that that engine, right? That attention engine that we have in the crypto Twitter. Um, if that starts getting placed on Hedera, it'd be really interesting to see, but, um, you know, a major Twitter account sharing breaking news about something that was two years old, stuck out like a sore thumb to me, to be honest. 
what else we got going on? Uh, music. Um, there are some interesting updates regarding music, specifically for Hedera. There's a new working group, Hashgraph NFT working group, that's focused on something called music metadata standards, very similar to HIP 412. Um, right now, I'm chairing the operations committee for that working group. And basically, um, I want to just quickly bring it up just because it's, it's, it's news because um, music NFTs are going to be a whole thing. Um, that's just what's going to happen. I mean, it's, it happens on other networks. Music in, the, in kind of the, the broader art world makes up either the biggest or one of the biggest portions of art out there. So if you look at the art NFT market, Obviously, music will make up a large portion of that. Music is really complicated, though, because there's, it's not the same as NFTs as we know it, right? Where you buy a limited amount and then you sell them. When's the last time you got a song and thought about selling it, right? It's, it's, it's psychologically, it's just very different. There's a lot of work that needs to be done with music. But where it needs to start is metadata standards. As we know with HIP 412, which is the current metadata standards for NFTs that, you know, all the NFTs in your wallet are based off of and adhere to that allows them to work properly across different um, products and services and dApps and wallets is, uh, is music metadata standards. Again, music is very complicated. Um, you can have multiple artists. Um, you could have 30 writers on a song. You could have all sorts of different versions of a song. Uh, there's there's, you know, sometimes pages of metadata and you have to have standards for those. And it's going to take a long time to make that happen. But what it does, it is, it is it enables, um, creators and, and builders to actually do what they want to do because they know what they're building is going to work. Um, and it avoids a problem that we saw with NFTs early on in, in Hedera, which was before HIP 412, before, um, uh, more broad, NFT standards existed, metadata standards existed, you would have people developing some really cool things that just didn't work everywhere, that don't work anymore. Um, and when you had HIP 412 and you had some standards come into the fold, there was, again, like this Cambrian explosion of NFTs and it was the Hedera heat wave and it was very exciting. And that's when you have that foundation, it gives creators and collectors the confidence to venture out and, and get inventive again, because they know what they're creating is going to work properly. Um, and what's exciting about NFT, uh, uh, music NFT metadata standards is, yes, they're really complex and it's a very hard problem to solve, but their music metadata in general is already heavily documented, has been for decades, so we're not starting from zero on it. But if you're excited about music on Hedera and you are excited about music in general and you want to create, you want to be a fan. There's so many exciting things happening. We, this is what you should be focused on right now. Even, and, and even if you don't quite understand what it's about or why it's important, um, there's going to be much more information coming about why it's important, but it, it just is. It's kind of like building a house and you're very excited about it, but we got to pour the concrete first. We got to lay the foundation or it's not going to be a sturdy house. And that part's really boring and hard to do, but it's got to get done. Um, and there's people doing it right now in the ecosystem. There are community members, builders, um, a very diverse group, 
lots of progress being made. And this is a news show and there's lots of news ar around that kind of stuff. So I wanted to give you guys all an update on that um, and just kind of stress that importance. It's like, um, if you're excited about things improving on this network, pay attention to hips, pay attention to some of these boring things because in the future, millions and millions and millions of people are going to use products that depend on these standards. And these standards are going to be largely developed by regular people like you and I um, on the network. And that's really special. That's what the decentralization is about. That's, that's how these starting points can be made. Um, and that's, it's a really special time. Uh, but it's, it's sometimes very boring work. So that's what's important. Let's shift our focus to those types of things if you can, if you're really excited about these types of things. Channel your excitement there if you can, because it'll 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 make things go a lot further, a lot faster. Um, Google, another governing council member, has some interesting news. If you type an Ethereum address into Google, it'll show you the balance of that Ethereum address, um, and that's kind of cool to know that you know the world's leading search engine can interface directly with network explorers. Uh, that's super cool, but it's kind of like okay, can we get um, Hedera, uh, you know, supported because, you know, Hedera is a governing council member. And one thing that I did see was, um, the, the person who tweeted this out, um, their name is <clears throat> Nalen, uh, web three at Google. And basically when he was asked that question on Twitter, he responded with a winky face. So I don't know what that means. It's not a lot to go off of. It is a breadcrumb. I mean, a winky face emoji is a breadcrumb. I will say that's a definitive breadcrumb. Very small one, but it is. So sometime soon, will you be able to type in a Hedera address or a smart contract address or topic ID or what have you into Google and surface some information from the Explorer? One day that hopefully will happen. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to keep that, that, that winky face, uh, up in my hopes because maybe that'll happen, but it is currently happening with Ethereum search, a search engine interfaces directly with web three data. I think that's pretty rad. Um, quick shout out to Zepsy too. Um, awesome community member. He does a weekly video with the H bar bull, um, frequent guest of the show. Um, they had a great episode this week. Um, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, definitely go watch it. Um, I don't miss a single episode of those. Uh, the H bar bull Brandon's been doing those for literally years, longer than I've been doing this show for sure. So check those out. Um, and oh my God, I think that we literally have got through it guys. I got one more story crossing my fingers. I think I have one more story. I'm just double checking here. Oh, I mean, just also a quick mention, I mean, we've talked about this pretty much the whole show, but like transactions per second TPS, we're starting to see four digit TPS. The average TPS weekly is, is getting closer and closer to a thousand. So, uh, what does it mean? I don't know. The other aspect to this is, um, on the test net, there's a lot of very interesting things happening. The diverse, a key sticking point of the network is it's, um, diversifying types of transactions on the network is going to be so important because obviously, as we know, HCS transactions are very inexpensive. They don't drive a lot of revenue for the network and revenue is a very important thing right now for Hedera and different transaction types. Like 
um, token transaction types, smart contracts, much more, uh, much more revenue generated from those different types of transactions. And on the test net, that's happening. So who's doing that? We don't know. Um, why is TPS marginally increasing on the main net? Not quite sure. There is something though that is kind of being floated as who is behind this. Um, so Fresh Supply, FSCO, um, which is a supply chain food um, management uh, tech stack, essentially, that was previously leveraging MasterCard's Providence uh, blockchain solution and, and it now has migrated to Hedera um, record, you know, for doing all sorts of cool stuff. For example, you know, recording MasterCard transactions on the mainnet, which is super great. CEO, uh, David, I've had him on the show before. I reached out to him recently. He doesn't have any updates to share, but when he does, I'll have him on the show. Um, we'll see what the heck's going on. But, um, basically people were curious to know, um, is it, is it, if it, is it FSCO? Um, is it you guys doing these transactions? Because if it is, that'd be really exciting because that's a use case. People are very excited to see go live. And he responded with a, hold your hats, winky face emoji. Um, so that's what I'm dealing with right now, guys, is I got winky face emojis and I don't quite know what to make of them. And traditionally a winky face emoji is a little bit cheeky, right? It's a little bit. Uh, it's kind of like, Hey, yeah, I know what you're talking about there. It's no, you know, it's not a no comment. So it's a winky face. I should have called this episode winky face, um, emoji, but that's that. Is it FSCO? I don't know. And I, uh, the, the, what I do know though, is last week we talked about another little breadcrumb, which was again, CEO of, of FSCO, David responding to a tweet asking, um, what types of transactions would they be using it? And, and, um, actually the FSCO account, the, the fresh supply account tweeted, we will be heavy HTS, which got me excited because obviously that's more revenue for the network. It's a, and it's also an exciting use case because it does appear that high throughput transaction use cases generally are HCS, which is, you know, cool, but it's not really that substantial. So. A, a high throughput use case coming onto the main net that is much more diversified in the types of transaction it's sending to the main net. That's very exciting. Um, last story, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. Um, just published today, a new NFT marketplace. Hedera's got a new NFT marketplaces uh, from Hash Tools, uh, previously just a launch pad um, that uh, actually they, they did really good stuff. Um, and the name of their marketplace is called, drumroll please, Hash C. Um, so obviously uh, a play on OpenSea. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's I think it's uh I think it's a little bit of a goof. I like that. Um and it's a snappy little marketplace. I haven't used it yet, full disclosure. I haven't had time, but I mean uh I'm on the marketplace just now. I'm I'm clicking around, it's nice and snappy. Um, they've got a bunch of different things for sale. I don't know what kind of volume they're pushing right now. They've got their analytics coming soon. Um, so it just went live guys. They've got 17 H bar total volume. Uh, so this is hot, fresh off the press and we got a new marketplace. Check it out. Um, always be cautious when using new dApps on the main net. 
Um, some of these will leverage things like smart contracts and all these different types of things. Never, ever, ever, not saying that hash C does this, but just an opportunity to just reiterate this for people. Never, ever, 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 ever use a DAP that asks you for your private keys. Don't ever do it. It's always bad news. Never, ever, ever, ever do that. Is that enough evers? Never. Um, so new marketplace, check it out. It's a vibe. Um, I like it. So, wow. Um, another week behind us and another week ahead, a huge shout out to everyone listening live on the Twitter spaces right now. Another shout out to everyone listening to the recording on Apple podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and an extra shout out to everyone making a donation to the show. If you have a moment, give the show a rating and review on your favorite platform. It helps a lot. Thank you to perfect ability and Michael for popping by to talk about things on the subreddit and hips because hips are very hip right now. Uh, well, they're not, I think, I think the problem is they're not hip. I think that's the problem. We need to make them more hip, more groovy. Right. Um, and yeah, uh, we got clogged plumbing guys. There's, uh, there's, um, blockchain toilets backing up everywhere. People are looking for plungers. I guess in this case, what, I guess the, the L2 is a plunger. I don't know, but the conversation is shifting and that we've seen this happen before, but it does seem like this type of conversation is reaching critical mass. When we look at people posting screenshots, upset that they're spending five or $10 for a transaction, wondering what the future of a network looks like that can't, you know, withstand, uh, some monkey pictures being minted to it. Um, what is a block and what is a chain? What does it mean? Um, a little bit of an existential vibe, right? We got exchanges falling out. We've got, um, I mean, it just has felt, it sounds nuts, but again, referencing that clip that we played earlier on the show of Lehman talking about these industries, talking about the dot-com you know, bubble, equating that to crypto, all these different types of things. It's crazy how accurate he was. And it's insane that you watch that back then and you're like, oh, of course that's what's going to happen. And it's happening now. And it still feels like we didn't see it coming, right? Even though it was spelled out to us and even though we went, oh, that's probably how it's going to go. It happens and you're like, I can't believe this is happening, guys. Um, and here we are. Um, three of the, you know, some of the, the three, three of the largest bank failures in the U S um, many, many exchanges. Bye-bye. Um, many more exchanges to leave the U S um, uncertainty with the regulations, entire networks, uh, fumbling and toilets backing up everywhere. Um, what's going on? I don't know, but I think we're going to find out together. Um, and with that, thank you for tuning in to Hashgraph Enthusiast News and Rumors, episode 76, Clogged Plumbing, blood, Broadcast, Blood, blood clap. Jesus. Oh my God. I got to go to bed. Actually, I can't go to bed. A new episode of Succession is out tonight, so I can't. I can't go to bed. I got to stay up. Uh, this broadcast live on Twitter Spaces every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and made available on all major podcast platforms, including, but not limited to, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube and everything else. Every Monday, 
Get all the info you need about the show and listen to past episodes at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. Make sure to join the Hashgraph Enthusiast Twitter community to share your insights, ask questions, invite new friends. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, feel free to send an hbar donation to enthusiast.hbar using your Hedera wallet or the full hbar addresses in the thread in the show notes. I appreciate everyone tuning in, showing support, sharing the show, um, people coming out, being guests, all those different types of things. I got more guests coming. There's just been so much news. I haven't had time for so many guests. So, but soon I got some good ones lined up. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. I'll see you next Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And as usual, I'm going to leave this space open for a minute because if you see somebody with a pro there, remember there's two things. If you see somebody with a profile picture, you don't recognize, click into their profile, shoot them a DM. Uh, and, and again, for people listening to the recording, I'm talking about Twitter spaces here, shoot them a DM, say, what's up. You've got something in common. You're both listening to me ramble on. If you see someone you recognize and you haven't talked with them in a while, shoot them a DM, ask what's new. I guarantee you there's something new going on that you'll want to know about. Um, so stay connected. And with that, hello future, goodbye past.